Hello, this is episode 307 and in it I'm going to be talking about a common and problematic risk when it comes to finding and working with your project team, be it your architect, designer, town planner, builder or other professional. This is a team risk that can actually derail projects and it can cause a lot of stress and extra expense. Now, team is one of my five factors that threads through every decision and step in your project journey. And the other factors are cost, time, design, and you. I went to say team again because I'm so used to saying the five in a row. So the five factors are cost, time, team, design, and you. Now, renovating and building really is a team sport and teamwork does make the dream work. Believe it or not, you can get into trouble though if you do rely on your team too heavily or you look to them to have all the answers. But Amelia, I hear you say, isn't that the very reason I hire them so that I can rely on them and they can provide all the answers in my project? Well, perhaps, but you don't want to do it without managing your risk first. And unfortunately, it's because people don't manage their risk up front that their team can get them into so much trouble. So we'll talk more about that in this episode. Now, remember, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the resources that we discuss, you can do that by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 307. That's the numbers 307. Now let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee, the architect behind Undercover Architect. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've been working in the architectural industry since 1993. I founded Undercover Architect in mid-2014 and since then it has operated online to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home. Undercover Architect supports hundreds of thousands of homeowners across the world through their project journeys via this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship online program, Home Method. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally. Whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget, it's here to support and guide you on this ambitious journey of yours. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now let's get into the episode. When it comes to creating your project team for your renovation or new build, it's both, I suppose you could say, art and science. Science, because there's pragmatic things to check. Things such as, do they have necessary qualifications? Are they insured? Do they have demonstrated experience in delivering projects like yours? Do they have resources and capacity to work with you? Do they tick the boxes in their professionalism, systems and processes? And then, because this is something that is super personal, involves a lot of conversation and collaboration and you'll be in each other's lives for a long time whilst the project is being designed and delivered, there's also the art where you'll assess things like, can they communicate in a way that you understand? Do they listen to you? Do they have creative ideas that expand on yours? Are they good at supporting you? Are they solutions oriented? Do they help you feel calm and confident about your project? Are they a fit personality wise? 
This can be the challenge when you're seeking your individual team members because someone may be great on the science side of things but a terrible communicator or they just don't gel with you. And then you can also find someone who shares all of your values, your likes and dislikes but they're so disorganised or haphazard in their work approach that you wonder if they'll be able to take care of you sufficiently in your project. And I think this is why many will look to the recommendations that friends or even Facebook strangers will make about good architects, designers, interior designers, builders, etc. It can help them feel like the potential professional has passed through someone else's filter and apparently done a decent job. And so perhaps it can expedite your selection process. So much so that according to Nielsen in its Global Trust in Advertising study, which surveyed 40,000 people across 56 countries, 88% of consumers said that they trusted recommendations from people that they know above all other forms of marketing and messaging. Now, as I always say, there is a lot more necessary and reliable due diligence to do when choosing your potential team members than word of mouth recommendations. Because the biggest problem with word of mouth recommendations, especially if you're getting them from a source who has only done one project, is that they may or may not know what they're talking about. An example of this recently came up in my home method group where a member found that all the builder recommendations that she was getting from friends or friends of friends, they were not actually appropriately licensed, even though they'd done work for friends in uh, that capacity. So the person making a recommendation doesn't know what they don't know. And so you want to always ensure that any word of mouth recommendations are still thoroughly researched to determine their suitability for your project. Okay, let's jump into the team risk that I want to discuss in this episode. So the team risk is this relying on your team members too much and trusting them to fill in all the gaps and have all the answers in your project research, planning and execution. Now, when you don't manage this risk and when you rely on your team members to be the ones to know everything, to do everything and to tell you everything that you need to know, this is what can happen. And these are scarily based on real life examples. So, You can discover as you submit your project for the required approvals that the double story home that you've been designing for months and months and fallen in love with no longer meets the council requirements because the builder you were working with didn't stay across the updates to local council regulations. You can find that the title on your property means that additional approval requirements that weren't highlighted to you before you began your project, they now prevent you from proceeding. You've already though spent tens of thousands of dollars on your design process. You're not advised by your team that you should get a survey of your existing property before designing an extension for the home that you're going to be relocating there. It's only when the house is relocated, fixed in place and the builder does a survey at that point that you discover that the boundary fence is not on the boundary and that your home's position is nowhere near being compliant. The design that you've done actually doesn't fit your site and you've paid your designer tens of thousands of dollars and they're now long gone and believe it or not, this has happened to someone who got in touch with me. All of these things have. And you can be not made aware of the specific overlays on your property that mean a significant number of changes to your design, which is already finalised and submitted for approval, and then a whole lot more professional fees to incorporate the required changes. Look, the list goes on and on. Because what actually happens when you're relying on your team to fill in all the gaps and have all the answers is that you outsource your agency in your project. And that means you may not have the knowledge, the ability or the awareness to spot when something is going awry, when steps aren't being followed or when gaps in the process are occurring. You assume that they have everything in hand because that's what you hired them to do. But assumptions are big holes that money and time can fall into, unfortunately, and assumptions can get you into big trouble in your project. 
My inbox and my DMs seem to be a magnet for these kinds of stories. People who've assumed that their chosen professional was all over everything. They'd outsourced any investigation to them and then they've been blindsided when a regulatory body or another professional highlighted the issue or problem. It is heartbreaking to hear and it is so frustrating to know because it could have gone so differently for them had they not exposed themselves to this risk. Now, the evidence of this risk, of you relying too heavily on your team members, it'll usually be these kinds of things. So, you've not spent much time in your own investigations into your title, your council regulations, your planning overlays, your zoning or your other constraints on your property or any buildings on it. What you have spent time, a lot of time on is collating lots of images and ideas for your future home, thinking about the rooms that you want, the style of design you prefer and the overall aesthetic direction. You don't know much about the process of renovating or building your home or what needs to happen before construction and you're waiting for discussions with potential team members to find this out. And when a potential team member comes over to your home, you're mining them for ideas and suggestions about what you could do with your project, how much it might cost and you're trying to get as much free design or building advice as possible. You feel overwhelmed, nervous and quite stressed and you would like somebody just to take it all off your hands. You can't wait to choose a designer or builder and then have them guide you through everything, letting you know when they need your input. And you're really looking forward to the project not taking up too much of your time and your team being able to handle most things on your behalf. So if any of these things sound familiar to you, chances are that you're exposing yourself to the risk of relying on your potential team members, your existing team members to to fill every gap and answer every question and take care of everything. Now, there are a fair few reasons why you might expose yourself to this risk and I regularly get to see them in the conversations I have with homeowners through Undercover Architect. I'll share the three main reasons that I see, but I think there's a mindset approach that underpins all of them. So I'd like to mention that, that first. And that mindset approach is this. Like anything these days, I find that people want their projects to be easy. Life is full of lots of things that demand our attention, time, money and effort and when you add a renovation or new build to the mix, it's understandable that you want it to go smoothly, for it to be easy for you to accommodate into your already very busy life and for the process to be made as straightforward and as simple as possible. And there's also an element of, you know, we've been renovating and building houses since we've been living in them, we all live in homes, so shouldn't we all know what's involved? Surely it can't be that hard or complex. There's this is also coupled with that this is an industry that impacts everyone. The government regulates it. It also plunges a lot of money into it. That's taxpayer money. So there's this question of, you know, shouldn't it all be regulated well enough for us to all have good experiences and to get things right? Hasn't someone overseen all of this and ensured that those that are delivering these services know what they're doing? You know, especially when it comes to something that we invest so much personal money in and is such a significant financial asset. Surely someone is taking care of us in all of this. However, it is easy to see when you look around that a lot of projects don't go smoothly. Some go terribly wrong and they wreak havoc for years and years on those involved. The flip side is also true though. There are loads and loads of projects that do go really well, really, really well. So what's the difference? Well, having done this now for a long time, I know that many think that it will come down to the budget that you have and the people that you get to work with. But that's not necessarily true because more money doesn't necessarily buy you a better project. And I've seen that time and time again. 
this thinking completely undermines something else that I know that is actually true. It is actually you as the homeowner and the client, regardless of what your budget is, that unlocks what is possible for your future project. It's your decisions, it's your money, your effort, your investment, your vision. That's the whole reason this project is going to happen. And so it's not a matter of luck that you end up with a good team and it's not a matter of having loads of money either. Frankly, what it actually comes down to is this. The level, the level of knowledge that you have before you dive into your project makes a massive difference to the conversations that you have, the questions that you ask, the people that you choose to bring on board, the design and construction decisions that you make, how enjoyable the project experience is and the home that you create. Little or no knowledge and you're beholden to whatever your chosen team member is offering up, naively trusting them and being none the wiser until you hit disaster during or after your project. Knowledge about the wrong things and you can fall for what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. Instead, a healthy level of preparation where you can understand the steps involved from start to finish, what professionals can and should do to support you and the right questions to ask to suss out whether they're any good, then you're in a much better position to avoid the dodgy operators and cowboys to spot any red flags and find a much more qualified and better suited team to collaborate with you in your project. Okay, so now I've given you that grounding, let's go through the three main reasons that I think people do expose themselves to this team risk. Number one is you feel that the key to a successful project is finding the right designer or architect or builder to then take care of the rest of things for you. Many homeowners will say to me, I just need to find a good, and then insert their preferred professional here, so a good architect, a good builder, or a good designer. They feel if they can find that first good professional, then they can hand over their project to them and all the problems that come with it, and then that professional can lead them through everything, find everything else that they need, find everyone else that they need, and be the guiding force in making their project a reality. So it's important for me to share this team risk with you because far too often I receive emails and messages from people who've spent a lot of time and a lot of money dealing with the consequences of not managing this team risk. So I want to make sure that you don't expose yourself to it unnecessarily. And I've actually done a whole podcast episode on this attitude of I just need to find a good designer because it's such a common misconception. So I'll pop a link to that episode in the resources uh, for this podcast. Frankly, the misconception that you just need to find a good architect, designer or builder, it also happens inside the industry as well. You know, I see some, not all, but I do see some architects and designers thinking that this is all that's required as well. However, this industry is like any other. You know, there are those that are great at their job and then there are those that aren't, but they still get clients, they charge them money, they don't do a great job and they keep getting work. It's actually really rife in the industry. Arrogance, overestimation of abilities, deceptiveness, dodginess, carelessness, they all exist and clients bear the brunt of it, unfortunately. So if you're feeling like this about your project, you feel like your hardest and your most important decision is just going to be the person or people that you decide to work with, please take some time first to get educated because you will find the whole process of securing your team much more straightforward if you do and it'll set you up far better for your project overall. And this is the thing I find, you know, great operators, they love working with educated clients and they find it builds better trust and collaboration. So you getting informed and educated, it not only helps you find better people to work with, it also supports a better working relationship as well. Now let's have a look at the next reason. Number two is it feels like it's too much work or it's too overwhelming for you to do the research on your own project and it's not your area of skill or expertise. 
Now, this is a really common feeling. Any project involves a lot of money, making choices that are super impactful for your finances and your lifestyle. And it can involve a lot of emotion as well because our homes are really personal and the process of changing or creating them can be loaded with unexpected baggage of nostalgia, our expectations, how we think we might be judged and our aspirations as well. And many do feel this feeling of overwhelm and they struggle to figure out what the next best steps are. And that can lead them to hiring somebody who seems to offer all of the solutions, but could prove to be problematic down the line. Anything new will feel big and especially something that will take two to three years to progress through, plus involve lots of processes, decisions and expenses that you've never experienced before. Most will be stretched outside of their comfort zone when they're renovating or building. The personal growth can be huge actually because when you want to create your future home intentionally, that can force a lot of examination on your life and your lifestyle and assessment of what you value and prioritise and these are all really big things to contend with. You thought you were just wanting to add on some extra space, hey, or build a new home. Well, from my experience, it can actually be a massively personal journey as much as a project journey. Now, of course, I'm going to encourage you to overcome the overwhelm, to dive into getting educated and informed and to eat that elephant one bite at a time. It is an elephant of your own making because you want to do this project and I know it will be worth eating in order to get a fantastic feel-good home. I also want to mention something that I recently heard about overwhelm that really resonated with me. So what I was told was that the emotions that we feel, they create chemical reactions in our bodies and these chemicals, they can be addictive. Overwhelm can actually be your drug of choice. It's important to know, know this about yourself and to acknowledge it without judgment. Now, when I heard this, I thought, whoa, that's actually really interesting. I've had lots of moments this year where it just felt like everything was rising up. It was getting a bit much and I had to disrupt that feeling really quickly in order to get my focus back and to not get lost in overwhelm. And disruption would come through me getting up and dancing or doing something to get back into my body, saying a few mantras over and over to sort of reset my mindset. And you know what? You can do this. You can do this project. Undercover Architect actually, it actually makes you getting educated and informed super accessible. And if you're upright and you're moving through the world and you're contributing as an adult, I suspect that you've overcome significantly harder things than renovating or building a home. So overcome that overwhelm and protect your future self by getting better informed about what your project will actually involve. Number three is you feel you don't have enough time to learn more about your project journey before you start relying completely on a professional to tell you all about it. This is totally understandable, but I'm going to share another really harsh mindset check that I received a few years ago about this very statement. I don't have enough time. And look, I didn't mean for this episode to be all about mindset, but when it comes to the people that we choose to have in our corner for our projects, the relationships that we build with them, your ability to manage risk is very much impacted by how you show up and the choices that you make and your mindset will play a really big part in that. So anytime you say, I don't have enough time, what you're actually saying is, that's not a priority for me right now. How does that land? I know when I heard it, I was full of, no, you don't understand. I have little kids. I only have 24 hours in a day. I have a business. I have commitments. I have so much on my plate. I literally don't have enough time. And then I thought of how when something is actually important to me, I'm able to make time. I'm even able to manufacture time, figure things out, cull and minimize things to ensure that I can do the things that are important to me. I'm able to make time for the things that are my priorities. 
So if you feel that you don't have enough time to get educated, maybe it's because this project isn't as big a priority to you as right now as you think it is. Maybe it's because you have other things in your life that are a bigger priority right now. Again, it is super helpful to acknowledge this without judgment. We all do lead very full lives. Uh, They can also be distracted lives though. We can waste lots of time on unnecessary activities that do not further our goals or our priorities. So if this project is a priority for you, then getting ready for it is time well spent to ensure that you don't fall foul of anyone telling you misinformation, that you have the knowledge that you need to know when somebody's missing a step, that you can source the right information at the right time and that you can avoid anyone making big impactful mistakes. There are so many stories I could share with you about what's gone wrong. You know, usually when they're emailed to me, it's from a homeowner who's asking about what they should have done differently. But I find that they're also not wanting their project mistakes to be publicly known. No one wants to look foolish. But in all instances, and I kid you not, all instances, these mistakes would have been avoided had the homeowner just known more about their project journey before they started. And it doesn't mean that you need to know absolutely everything. This simply means that you need to know enough to spot the red flags, ask the right questions and understand the steps. Because this helps you choose the right team and have better conversations with them and highlight your concerns and help things to stay on track. I could go on and on about this, you know, all the emails I receive, like big mistakes. I read one uh, just recently where they've spent $32,000 on fees and they now can't proceed. Can you imagine? Like it's totally demoralizing and it breaks my heart and it doesn't have to be that way. Get educated and informed upfront, not just by listening to this podcast. It is awesome, (laughs) I will say that, but it's not enough if you're serious about getting informed. Invest in your education, ideally through home method, but something else if you feel it would suit you better. Whatever you do, just get yourself legitimately educated and informed. Now, I've got some resources that you can review to learn some extra things that um, might be helpful for you. So episode 246 is my episode titled, You Just Need a Good Designer. P.S. This is not correct. If you're thinking that all you need to do is find a good designer and then the rest of your renovating or new build project will go smoothly, this can be a big mistake. So have a listen to that episode for more information. That's episode 246. Uh, Season four is called Know Your Team. That's a really great season to help you learn more about what each professional will do and how they can help you. It's also super useful for clarifying the roles and responsibilities of who you might bring on board your project team. Now, there is loads on the podcast and the blog about working with an architect. Being one myself, I like to bust myths about architects, help clarify what to expect from their services, also share information to help you with the first conversation so you can get things right from the outset. Uh, Plus, there's loads of other information. So, if you go to the website, there's an internal search bar up the top right near the menu, just a little magnifying glass. You just type architect into that internal search and it'll bring up all the blogs and the podcasts that reference architects. So, you'll see all those resources there. Um, You can do that with any keyword on the website. And then in season 13, there's episodes four, five and six of season 13. They're going to help you get started on your project journey, whether you're DIYing your design or you're choosing an architect or a building designer. Those episodes are going to help you uh, with your next best steps for those stages of your project. My mini course, the Get Started Guide, look, that's a really great first, you know, dip of the toe into your learning journey. Uh, Get Started Guide covers the first seven steps that any project needs to take, regardless of budget, scope or design. These are steps that you can take at any time before you begin as well. So whether you're planning on starting next week or in two years time, the Get Started Guide will 
really help you be able to put some action in place now. And what you learn may also change what you do in your project. So it can be super helpful in that regard. The mini course also contains bonuses to help you assess architects and designers. There's a checklist there as you're researching them to help highlight the things to pay paying attention to and thinking about in how you're going to choose one as a good fit. So as I said, I'll pop all of those resources for you uh, in the resources for this episode. So to avoid the team risk associated with relying on your team members too much and trusting them to fill in the gaps and have all the answers in your project research planning and execution, let's go through these five tips that I have. So number one, assess your mindset and acknowledge what's going on for you without judgment. Are you using the excuses of feeling overwhelmed or not having enough time to not get educated and informed as you prepare for your project? And what could you do to turn that around? Number two, don't look to your potential team members as the people you'll bring on board to solve all of your problems. Think of everything that you need to know and handle everything for you. You'll never know for sure if they're doing a good job if you delegate all of your project knowledge to them. Number three is review how you'll build your own knowledge so you can be an active collaborator in your project, working closely with your team in a trusting way. Number four is also assess what research you'll need to do so that you can notice the red flags, ask the right questions and understand the steps that your project will need to take. And number five is don't act purely on word of mouth recommendations to source your project team. Ensure that you do effective and thorough due diligence to ensure that they're they're suitably experienced for your project and aligned and like-minded with you as well. Now, lastly, something to be aware of generally is that when you have sought out your team, be it an architect, designer, a builder or a combination, and you've looked for them with the view that they're going to be the one to solve all of your problems, guide you every step of the way and ensure your every point of view is elicited from you to inform the outcome in your project and future home. What I see is it can actually set up a strange dynamic in the relationship that just simply won't support on par collaboration. What I see can happen is you as the client, you can end up feeling beholden to your team members. And when you might add that to a need to be liked, when you're wanting to be seen as a great client, when you're trying to ensure that you're all getting along, I've actually seen clients start to behave like the employees of their professional team, not the partners and the commissioners of them. By contrast, I've regularly had architects and designers and builders tell me the difference it's made when a homeowner has come to them after being inside Home Method or even being an avid undercover architect researcher and podcast listener because these homeowners have a higher level of trust in the whole process and that means that they can engage in the discussion very, very differently. When you get educated, you'll actually build a greater level of trust in yourself and a trust in the decisions that you're making and then you can create the most amazing partnerships with your professional team where you're all actually relying on each other to work together well and to deliver the best possible outcome for your future home. There's that mutual respect and reliance happening and that's when a project is really enjoyable. So avoid the team risk of relying heavily on your team members to have all the answers, know all the knowledge and guide you every step of the way. Do some work first to get yourself prepared so that you can have informed conversations with potential team members and that will help you bring the right people on board and work much more efficiently, effectively and collaboratively with them. Next time on the podcast, we're going to jump into a risk associated with the next of my five factors and that will be a design risk. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Now, a few reminders for you before I finish up. 
the five factors of cost, time, team, design, and you, they actually form the framework of my online course, Project 101. And I created this online course because I had people reaching out to me saying, I want to join Home Method when I'm more serious about my project, but right now I'm just not sure how to proceed. But I want to make sure that I'm doing all the right kind of research uh, and not wasting any time. Or they were saying to me that they just wanted something that they could do in a weekend that they knew would give them a jumpstart in their project planning and getting ready to renovate or build. They knew they needed to be better better informed. They felt that they couldn't commit to a comprehensive program like home at this point, or they just wanted to get their head in the game before they made that decision and they needed something streamlined to digest all of the curated essentials for them. And that's why I created Project 101. So it's an online DIY course. It summarizes and streamlines the vital information to make your project a success. It's delivered in an efficient and online experience. It's also self-paced and self-studied. So you can get project ready for you and you can do it all in a weekend and you can really make big progress in your project preparation, learning and research. And as a podcast listener, I've created a special coupon code for you so that you can save uh, $450. So if you head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T, that will give you access to that $450 saving. Now, if you would like a transcript of this episode, I've got a free download of a downloadable version of it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 307. And I've included all the extra links there that I've mentioned as resources in this episode. If you're a like-minded industry professional and you want to be able to collaborate more with Undercover Architect community members and help them find you, then please uh, head to Undercover Architect Army to check that out. You can find out more information about that at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash army. If you're a homeowner who's working with a great team member that you feel is like-minded with Undercover Architect and they could be an architect, designer, builder, interior designer, uh, landscape, engineer, town planner, supplier, subcontractor, there really is no limits. If they're helping homeowners, I want to hear from them. So uh, let them know about this link as well. And of course, last but not least, remember I am waiting for you along with an incredible community of like-minded, savvy and supportive homeowners inside my flagship program, Home Method. And through the course content, coaching and community, there is all that you need in there to create your future home in the best possible way, making the most of your budget, time and sight. It is definitely a great way to manage risk and to set you up for success and confidence and have my support and guidance along the way. You can find out more about Home Method by heading to homemethod.com.au and also to the Undercover Architect website. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Just a reminder, all content on this podcast is provided by Undercover Architect for reference purposes and as general guidance. It does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way. You should seek independent verification or advice before relying on this content in any circumstances, including but not limited to circumstances where loss and damage may result. The views and opinions of any guests on the podcast are solely their own and may not reflect the views of Undercover Architect. Undercover Architect endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or has become inaccurate over time. Thank you.